Hey, Lead the Gen fam. Welcome to season two of the Student Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. We believe that Gen Z students can be incredible leaders in their homes, schools, and churches. And this podcast is all about helping you grow as a leader. Great student leadership is a result of having a great relationship with Jesus. So we also want to help you deepen your faith and understanding of God. If you love this podcast, please do us a favor and write a review and rate it on whatever platform you're listening from. And don't forget to hit subscribe. We'll be dropping new episodes several times a week throughout the school year. And be sure to share it with other amazing student leaders like yourself. This podcast is sponsored by our partner, WorldServe International. WorldServe is addressing the water crisis in Africa, where over 790 million people do not have access to clean drinking water. You and I can be part of solving this crisis. Go to worldserveintl.org to get started. So get ready. The Student Leadership Podcast starts right now. Hey, students, welcome to another episode of the Student Leadership Podcast. This is our overtime episode. And so we're sitting here in the studio with a bunch of awesome young leaders. And we're going to be talking specifically about the first episode with our guest, uh, Micah Steger. Uh, He joined us in one of our recent episodes. And so if you haven't listened to that episode yet, you should go back and check out episode one with uh, Micah Steger from uh, Youth for the Nations, a great episode. But I'm here in the studio today um, with some amazing young leaders. Uh, Jordan, who is the director at Chi Alpha University of Pittsburgh. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Also, Colin, who is a Kisman pastor at Allison Park Church, and we like to call him our resident theologian. Yeah, what's up, guys? Okay, cool. And then also, uh, Caleb, who is uh, a Gen Z pastor at Allison Park Church, uh, worship leader, graphic designer. You got a whole bunch of titles, bro. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out which one's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> ask, Changes. Your, ask your wife. She'll just tell you. Like, hey, this is the one. You know, just go with that. But guys, um, great stuff from Micah. Um, and uh, talked a lot uh, in that episode uh, about uh, Daniel chapter 1 and chapter 3. Um, gave us some good biblical context for what was happening there. Some leadership principles that we could pull out of those and apply to our lives. And I, and I think one of the big ones that jumped out to me, so we'll just start the conversation here, um, was this idea that that every no no also has a yes and every yes also has a no and he kind of used the phrase there like the the principle would be um, make sure you have a better yes so when you're like as a leader saying no to something or when you are uh, as a young leader expressing your convictions about something right because he talked a lot about convictions and commitment when you're expressing your convictions about something it's not just about the no it's also about what am i the reason I'm saying no is because there's a better guess. Mm. So how, how did you guys um, kind of perceive that? Uh, what, maybe, what was maybe some application points that you were thinking of maybe for yourself or for students um, when we talk about that whole idea of looking for the better yes? Jordan, I'm going to come to you first and then we'll just kind of go around and, and, and kind of um, kind of popcorn here real quick. For right? sure. Yeah. <clears throat> the high school and middle school is a land of opportunity. There are so many things that you can get involved with, sports, um, different clubs. There are so many things that want to steal your time. It's awesome that we have so many opportunities, but I think it's good to remember there will always be something else competing for your time with the Lord, your time with Jesus. And it was a great reminder, like, you know, 
when you're saying yes to all these activities, you're also saying no to other things. When you're saying no to this, you're saying yes to, and and I think having those priorities in place to know, okay, all of these things are good, but they might not be beneficial for me. I, I think I was thinking a lot about that. Just the more talented you are and the more you're involved in a lot of different places, you might start to spread yourself a little thin. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. It's kind of like that idea of like good versus best, mm. you know? And, uh, you know, I don't know what leadership book that comes from, but I think it's a good one. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Colin, how about you? Yeah. Uh, so I love that context of like high school because like it felt like it was always changing. Like one year to the next, it didn't feel like it was ever going to be like the same year. And he kept throwing in like this story of like Daniel, um, just in his friends of like, man, they were like in this entirely new environment, yet you don't see like new convictions starting. Whereas like, I remember being in like high school or middle school and it felt like, yeah, random times, me and my friends would just get into like phases of stuff of like, hey, all of a sudden, like, we want to stay up till midnight, like, praying together. And then, like, the next month, we're like, yeah, that was just a fad. Like, we we liked it, but, like, it wasn't actually something that had sunk in and become, like, a genuine conviction. So, like, it's so easy, I feel like, whenever we're younger, we're not really, like, thinking about, like, what am I actually going to choose as my conviction? What's something that's real? Like, it tends to just be, like, a performance thing. Yeah. We're going to come back to that thought there in a second, Colin, about about choosing your convictions wisely and how those convictions should be, um, you know, like a guide for your life and a guide for how, how you live your life. Um, Caleb, original question back to you when we're talking about like a better yes. Yes. How did you process that? Yeah. So I think especially as you get into the later years of high school, junior and senior year, there's often this this feeling that. I only have a year or two left, so I have to do everything that I can. I have to get it all in before I graduate because these are my golden years and this is my my opportunity to do as much as I can. But if you're a student who maybe you already feel called into ministry, maybe you, you already feel called into a particular career, I think the best use of your time potentially is to just double down almost and spend more time on those few things, Hmm. you know, whether that's, Hey, I know that I'm going to be an engineer, so I'm going to double down and I'm going to spend more time on this and pursuing this career and getting better at this. If it's for me, it was music. So it was, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not going to join all these other sports leagues outside of school. Yeah. I'll play soccer. I'll play basketball, but I'm not going to spend 90% of my time on that. I'm going to do what I know that God has placed on my heart to do for the future. And I'm going to aim towards that direction. Yeah, it's really, really interesting thought. Cause you, you talk about, you know, you kind of, Caleb brought, brought up the thought of like culture tends to kind of squeeze this mentality, this thought process, uh, especially for our young, our, 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 the younger we are juniors and seniors in particular is what you were mentioning of like, this is your last moment. So you got to say yes to everything. You got to, you got to take it all in. You got to do it all. And that, that boy, that can really work against you. Culture can work against you in that moment. Um, which brings up this, this idea of what you said a minute ago, Colin, about how you, you have to establish, we have to, we have to determine predetermined convictions, right? Where we're like, these are my convictions. So let's, let me just throw this question out and whoever wants to jump in first, you can jump in. When you think Gen Z students, when you think high schoolers, junior high students, what do you, what, in your opinion, what are some of the most important convictions for a Gen Z student to have? I'll go first. 
Jump and in. here it is. Ready? God first. Come on. You you have to make that the first conviction. This whole podcast, you know, was about, you know, what are your convictions? God being first has to be the first conviction you have. Colin, you were mentioning, you know, seasons change and different years feel different. And then you said something about staying up till midnight. I thought you were going to say playing video games because that's what me <laughs> yeah, right? No, I'm right. terrible at that. I wish. <laughs> so we had seasons where he's we like, were no, playing. He's like, no, we were just having late night yeah, prayer yeah, meetings. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. So Some holy. Of those nights, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. So for me, man, it's like embarrassing to admit, but not that recently ago or not too, too long ago, we were playing, you know, Apex till midnight and then we'd switch to this game or that game or we get really into, you know, thrifting. Randomly, someone found an old deck of Pokemon cards and it was like, we're going to get into Pokemon. Regardless of what it is, I feel like fads come and go so quickly. So you got to remember, what's my number one priority? And it has to be the Lord. From there, if you have him at number one in terms of time, commitment, dedication, that that fire is burning inside your heart, everything else will fall into place. But it's when he sits at number two or number three that other things can take the kingship of your heart and that can be kind of dangerous so students dude you got to make sure conviction number one is where's the lord sitting in that priority list and if he's not number one you got to make sure you put him there yeah that's so good i mean just that's real i think that's real foundational caleb yeah and i would say kind of to to piggy off of what jordan says a little bit um i think that right now in our culture especially among young people Fame and popularity hmm. take that first spot. I gotta have ninety-five percent of the time. Yeah, it's cloud and influence. You know, even yeah. if you're saying, "Oh, I'm not gonna make TikToks. I'm not gonna be on Instagram and post stuff," you still probably want to be the coolest person in your friend group. You still probably want to be the best on your sports team if you're into that. You want to be, you know, you want to have all the friends. You want to do all this stuff, and I think that's pulling you away from the, a direction you should be heading, and. I would say if your priority is on God first, it probably won't be the most glamorous to other people, yeah. especially in high yeah. school. Yeah. So don't be discouraged when, hey, I lost this person who I thought was a good friend of mine or I lost this opportunity to go to this party to be a part of this club because you've decided, you know what? My relationship with God is going to be what's the top priority in my life. And I'm going to decide to focus on that. You're going to have to say no to some other things. And it might hurt a little bit right now, but it's going to pay off so much greater for you in the long run. And, awesome. and you say no there because there's a better yes, yeah. right? Especially if God is first. There's a better yes, oh, right? Well, tying right. it all in. Yeah, we're tying, God, tie it all in, right? And and listen, if you're just jumping into this episode and you're like, what are they referring to? Um, we're referring to the episode we did uh, with Mike. Micah Steiger, we did two, two, two interviews with him on the podcast, and this is uh, everything we're talking about right now um, is, is about episode one. So go back and check out episode one if you missed it. But Colin, jump in. Um, for you, we're kind of asking the question, you know, what most important convictions for Gen Z students? Yeah, so I, Caleb, I'm jumping off what you said because I absolutely love – what I love about this generation is they are so, like, relationally focused, like, more so than I saw with my friends because we were all, like – I did, we just want to do something. We want to like make an impact with something. But like what I've seen with like a ton of these students is like, yeah, if, if it's the choice between I can hang out with the boys or I can go to church, I'm gonna hang out with the boys. Like, and, and I love the relational focus, but if it's really like going to be a value that God's first in your life, there's going to have to be some decisions that you make where some relationships are going to have to be second 
And that's tough because there's so many opportunities for everybody to hang out, and especially after we had like almost a year where we're like not seeing each other. And it's like, all I want to do is just be around people. But how, how many different decisions are we like having in front of us that it's convenient? Let me hang out with other people. But really, like, are those people actually going to build me up? Are those people going to help me like follow God more? Sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes what we got to do is be able to say like, you know what? Like I can still be friends with you, but like God's actually got to stay first. Hmm, that's so good. Can I, can I say another conviction I feel like is so important for all high schoolers and middle schoolers to have? That would be the conviction of purity. Hmm. I think, I think yeah. choosing to say I am passionate about purity is so countercultural um, that you almost might feel weird doing it. But I, I think if you do that, it will set you up for success. And I do not mean, I want to go on record, I do not just mean in the context of boyfriend, girlfriend relationships. Of course, you sure. know, physical purity is important, but I also think like desiring what God desires, laughing at the things that, you know, he would laugh at and choosing to stay away from the things that are honestly evil, I think is a huge conviction that I wish I saw more high schoolers. I was hanging out with a student leader from our youth group last night and he said, yo, let me show you this. And he showed me a TikTok and he was dying laughing, but I felt so uncomfortable because on one hand, I understood why culturally it would be funny, but I knew it was so not pure. Yeah. You know, there were words in it that I wasn't down with. Um, and, and the general theme of it just was not God honoring. And I looked at him and I was like, I know you want me to laugh at this dude, but I don't think that's that funny. And he's like, instantly, instantly he goes, yeah, I knew it was kind of bad. I just, <laughs> I just wondered what you thought about it. And I was like, yeah, man. So, so I would say the, the commitment to purity is going to set you up for so much success and learn how to hear God's voice in a way that if you're in the muck and in the grudge of it all, yeah. I don't think you'll be able to hear him speak as clearly. Well, the only way we can have a, a conviction of purity, so I'm going I'm to add another one to the list. Let's right? go. The conviction of purity can only be properly developed when you also have the conviction of being a person in God's word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like God's word, the truth of God's word has to be the defining factor mm. of, of things like purity. Or even things like putting God first, right? Or things like, what do I say yes or no to? Where, how, how do we make those decisions? Well, you have to have a standard somewhere. And uh, so I would say one of the convictions Gen Z student desperately needs, just like every generation has, right? I needed this, sure. this, is the conviction of saying, I'm going to, I'm going to be in the word. I'm going to, I'm going to be a person of the word. I'm going to understand God's word. I'm going to define truth according to, or by God's word. Like it's, it's totally against culturally what we have right now. Cause culturally we have the, my truth movement. Right. Mm. And so it's, I get to define truth. I get to call it what I want to call it. I get to change the definition of it based on my circumstances or based on my feelings, my emotions, my mood, any given day. Um, but that's not truth. Um, we, we have to come back to a conviction of, I'm going to be a person of the word. So, you know, Jesus said in the word, man does not live on bread alone, but by the very words that come from the mouth of God. So let me just update that for our context. You can't live on your favorite preacher's podcast alone. You can't yeah, live dude. on your Spotify playlist alone. You can't live on your favorite, you know, a Christian meme or your favorite preacher quote that was dropped on an Instagram feed somewhere. It, it has to be you and I 
being people that are committed to the conviction of, I need to be in God's word. I need to be memorizing it. I need to be studying it. I need to be reading it and allowing it to read me. Ooh, right. I like that. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so a great, kind of a great starting list, I think for, for, for young people to say like, okay, here's some convictions. Now let me jump to something that Micah said in that first episode that I thought was a, was a really great point. He, he talked about, about you can choose to, to, to lead your life by conviction or by convenience, right? You can choose to lead it by conviction or convenience. And Jordan, I know that that was something that, that, that kind of really jumped out at you. So I'll let you speak to this first and then, you know, anyone else who wants to jump in, but convenience, right? Why is that? Why is that such a poor way to live one's life? Cause it sounds like an easy way. And if it's easier then therefore it must be great. That's what culture would say. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. All right. So I'm an athlete, so I'm going to talk to other athletes in the room. I think all of us have had aspirations when we think about what we want to be athletically. And this could be in any area of passion for you. Um, Or maybe I just see some dude on Instagram who's ripped and I'm like, yeah, you know, I got to hit the gym or whatever. But that moment of inspiration, it goes away when I wake up the next morning. And when I'm, you know, awake the next morning, I'm way less motivated to work, to work out or to go get in, you know, a hundred shots before school or whatever it is. And so I think if we only wait for things to be convenient, honestly, there's not that convenient of time for self-discipline. It will probably be waiting forever. You, you just talked about getting in the word of God. Well, yeah, but a pastor I follow, he tweets three times a day and you know, those are given to me really quick and easy. I get a snack, you know, yeah, a little (laughs) snack, right? Yeah. But I'm trying to get get a meal, you know? So I think if we only wait and we, we don't live out of conviction, like I must do this and we only go when the inspiration hits, we'll be up and down and up and down. And that's how I see a lot yeah. of students living. Yeah. Yeah. Convenience, conviction. Caleb, thoughts on that? Colin, thoughts on that? I mean, it's never going to find you. I mean, you're never going to like wake up one morning, like, like you're saying, Jordan, like you're not going to wake up and be like, I want to read my Bible now. Like, so you're saying conviction isn't going to find you. You have to find it. You have to find it. There's yeah. listen, the mornings when I wake up and like, I'm like, yes, I'm so excited to like worship God and like do this stuff. Like they happen, but they're rare. Most of the time, like I got to like, make sure that I'm like, I can't hit snooze again. Like I got to actually get up. Like I'm not going to, and eventually like you start to build momentum with it, but you can't wait for the day whenever your feelings finally like tell you like, Hey, guess what? You need to care about this because typically when it's your feelings, like guiding you into it, you're not going to be guided into anything that's real and genuine for you. Yeah. And I would just, you know, this is kind of like a vulnerable moment, I guess, as you know, um, I had a kid about a month and a half ago. We have a Gen Z leader who's also a father in the the room. That's awesome. What a dog. But there's not been one convenient moment in the past month and a half to do anything. Right. And so maybe you're a student and you're thinking, you know, after I graduate high school, it'll be really easy, you know, to (laughs) get in the word because my classes in college, they won't start till like 10 or 11. I'll be fine. Or I'll I'll graduate college. And then, you know, once I get like a steady routine and a a nine to five job, I'll just, oh, I'm just going to do this in the morning before work. That's not how it happens. You know, it takes just as much discipline and decision making to say, no, I'm going to make this a priority in my life. I'm going to spend this hour in the word, in prayer, and I'm going to let God transform my character. 
That's so good. Or how about even, even, you know, we're talking about spending time with God, but even just sharing your faith, I think we wait for the perfect moment, right? So if we only wait for the most convenient moments to share our faith, how many of those in middle school and high school will you get? One, maybe two, that someone's like, hey, I heard you go to church. Like, tell me about it. That I'm not saying that never happens, but I'm saying if we only wait for that, we are limiting yeah. the amount of times that God can use us in the cafeteria. That, that's good. because And that needs to be a conviction, right? The yeah. conviction that if I am a fully devoted follower of Christ, I... I I should have a deep-seated conviction in me that I want to share my faith, yeah. right? Like, like I should believe so deeply in what I believe, yeah. right? The Word of God, that it's like, no, I want you to know what I believe because I, I know that it's a better way for one to live their life, mm. right? That's, that's a conviction that I have to have. Um, okay, so an, another thought, another question for you guys just to throw out your way. During, during show prep, right before we hit the record button here, I think it was you, Caleb, or one of you said something about like the, the, the need to, to decide your convictions in advance yeah. or like a predetermined decision. And Micah kind of talked about that a little bit in that episode as well. So guys, commentary on that, like, like how does a student predetermined convictions that can guide them well when they find themselves in difficult situations, right? Because all of us are going to have difficult situations, right? Um, not just as students, but even as adults. And so I think there's, there's a lot of value in this idea of predetermined convictions. Caleb? Yeah, so I just imagine the situation where, you know, a student, they're, hey, you're alone with your boyfriend or girlfriend, or you were invited to a party and you didn't know, but there's alcohol there, or people are smoking, and you would normally say to yourself, oh, I would never go out of my way to do something here. But I just find myself in this moment where everyone's saying, oh, just do, just have some of this. Do this. It'll be fun. It'll, it'll feel good. No one's going to know. It's not going to affect you in any way. You know, I would say in probably 95% of those situations, you're not going to be able to think clearly unless you had a strategy almost going in beforehand saying, hey, if something comes up, I know, here's what I'm going to say. Oh, hey, I don't feel comfortable doing this. Or, you know, I'll, I'll stay around, but I'm just not going to drink anything. Or, hey, I'm sorry, I, I, I told myself beforehand if there was alcohol here that I was going to walk home. Even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's a little awkward with your friends in that situation, you kind of have to strategize and have a plan beforehand yeah. before going into those situations. Yeah. Or else you're almost setting yourself up to fail. Oh, if you don't have a plan and you're walking in and you're just going to wing it, you know, winging it might go okay for your English presentation, but not not, <laughs> yeah. not when the devil is trying to tempt you. That's not something we want to we want to wing, right? We want to have an idea of and I think for me at least it came down to knowing where I'm weak because every person is weak in different areas and that's okay. Caleb, you mentioned, you know, like drugs and alcohol and I bet there's people listening to that podcast that that's extremely relevant for. You know, you you are tempted by those things. There are also probably some other people on there that like, I would never, that's just not my cup of tea. That's not, okay. But each one of us probably has an area that we're weak. So maybe it's listening to types of music when you're in your car with your friends or, you know, watching shows that you know is just terrible, like toxic for your soul. It's going to put you in the wrong mentality. Okay, so you got to have a plan for that. Knowing where you're weak and then making a plan for that, depending on the environment you're going out or in. Some of you that are listening might even just have a school that like the topics of conversation are just so toxic 
for you to think about, talk about, engage with. You need to have a plan before you go in the cafeteria. Then what am I going to say? How am I going to respond? And by the way, I'll say this. That's a great thing to talk to your youth pastor about because I know if I know youth pastors, I know they love doing that kind of discipleship where they help you figure out, you know, what should you say? What should you respond with? Yeah, that's so good. I think you bring up a really important um, kind of another principle there because kind of one of our big questions in this podcast was answering the question like, what are some important convictions, right? So part of the way that we establish convictions is by having self-awareness of our weaknesses. That's mm. what you're saying there. And, you know, sometimes it's your youth pastor who can point those out to you. Sometimes it's just, it's a friend that you trust. Hey, where, like, if I was going to ask a friend, if I was really going to mess up in life, like, where would it be? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good conversation. That'd be a really good conversation, right? But you, but you can have some 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 trusted friends that would say, yeah. man, like, right here, or you kind of, I've seen you in, in, in these sorts of situations and these sort of settings, um, in this sort of social dynamic, I've kind of watched you waver at times. Um, and then, and then you got to work to kind of like solidify that and recognize like, okay, that's a weakness for me. And, mm -hmm. and to your, your point earlier, Caleb, I, I got to make a predetermined decision like right now, how, yep. how I'm going to, I'm going to jump into that. Right. So guys, uh, great conversation. I uh, like really good stuff to unpack. Um, just kind of like quick round, any, any other big thoughts that you had from Micah's, uh, episode one, uh, our interview with him or, or anything that someone else said here that you're just kind of like, oh man, I just want to like add one more thought to that. Yeah, I got, I got one. I know we kind of been like walking around it, but whenever we're developing our convictions, it can't just be like, I gotta be real about this or I gotta be authentic. I gotta be vulnerable. It's going to put me in a spot where I have to actually look inside and put myself in a little bit of a weak spot so that I don't end up in a weak result Yeah. so that I can look ahead of time and say like, all right, like what you're saying, like, what do I need to look at? That's the problem so that I can address that now and not whenever I'm dealing with the aftermath. Yeah, that's so good. Guys, great conversation. Uh, love these overtime episodes. Uh, students that are listening right now, if they want to reach out to you real quick, how do they find you on Instagram so that they can kind of, you know, drop a DM or ask a question? Uh, my name's Jordan Kalarik, and it's one word, J-O-R-D-A-N-K-O-L-A-R-I-K. Hit me up on Instagram. Come say hi. Yo, it's Colin R40 with one L. It's the correct way to spell it. I don't know why people don't get that right. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, and my uh, Instagram handle is at Caleb J. Holt with a C. Uh, you can find me at Aaron Holt. And uh, if you love the episode and you want to share it with your friends, make sure you tag at LTG Conference as well. Students, you're called to lead your generation. Go do it. Do it with passion uh, for Christ and love for others. Yeah.